What's up, everybody? My name is Adam Badger, and welcome to Talkin' Fit. What's up, everybody? Thank you for listening. If you're one of the people who listen to this podcast, uh, just before we get started, uh, if anything I say on here is educational to you, is helpful in any way, or if you find anything I say to be funny or uh, entertaining at all, just make sure you share the podcast with people, subscribe, leave a review, leave a five-star rating. If you do share it, tag me on Instagram or Facebook and let me know that you listened. Uh, It is always very much appreciated. So getting into today's topic, the absolute most important thing that you need to focus on if your goal is long-term weight loss. Because remember, we don't just want to lose weight, we want to keep it off forever. So if you're trying to do that, this is the most important thing you need to focus on. It's not calories, it's not even it's not cardio, it's not cutting carbs, it's not strength training. All those things are important except for cutting carbs. Uh, but the other three are important, but they are not the number one thing you need to focus on. The number one thing you need to focus on is creating and maintaining new habits that are in line with a healthier lifestyle. The reason why this is super important is because if you want to lose weight and keep it off long term, you need to do it in a way that is sustainable. And I know that just sounds like something a boring trainer would write on Instagram, but it is very important for a lot of reasons. But above all, if you want to keep the weight off, you have to do it in a way that you can maintain doing for life. Otherwise, you're not going to keep the weight off. Most people are so focused on losing the weight that they don't think beyond just the week-to-week weigh-ins or the monthly weigh-ins or whatever they're doing. They're not thinking about the long term. And again, talking about the long term sounds like something boring, something not sexy that we talk about on Instagram or that I talk about with my clients. But it's super, super important because we don't just want to lose the weight. We want to keep it off forever. And if you're someone who has lost weight in the past and gained it back, it just means that you're part of the majority of people who have lost weight. Most people, probably around 65 70% of Americans, have lost a substantial amount of weight in their life. Now, of that 65 to 70%, about 90% or above have gained the weight back. Now think about that. That's a huge chunk of people who have lost a significant amount of weight. And I I apologize, it might have been uh, 65 to 70% of women. Um, I forget the exact statistic, but I know that it was 65 to 70%. And I know that it was above 90% of people who gained the weight back, but I don't have them in front of me. Anyway, the reason why people did not keep the weight off long-term is because they did not build sustainable habits. So that's how important this is. This is not uh, you know, some sort of trickery or selling snake oil where you talk to people about, oh, well, it, weight loss is supposed to be slow just to make them feel better about it going slow. It is supposed to be slow if you want to keep it off long term. Now, if you want to lose the same 15, 20 pounds every January to April and then gain it back by September, then you don't have to... Uh, do anything sustainable. You can continue to try different fad diets and try different HIIT workouts and all that stuff, and you can continue the cycle of losing weight and gaining it back and being continuously frustrated and saying that nothing works. So unless you want to live that lifestyle, I can I suggest you keep listening and you work on developing sustainable habits. If you lose a substantial amount of weight, whether that is 20 pounds, 50 pounds, or over 100 pounds, you have to be able to 
keep the weight off for over a year in order for your body to basically create a new normal. Now, it could be a little bit shorter, it could be a little bit longer, depending on who the person is, but I like to broad stroke it and say a year, because generally speaking, if you can keep the weight off for a year straight, you have a much better chance of never gaining it back. Now, obviously, nothing is guaranteed, but if you're able to keep it off for a year, it means you're doing something that is sustainable, because a year is a long time, and not to men- not even including the time it took you to initially lose the weight. So let's say you're someone who wants to lose 50 pounds and it takes you 10 months to lose it. And then you keep the 50 pounds off for another 12 months. That's almost two years of a process of losing and then keeping the weight off. In order to be able to do that, you need to do things, eat food, exercise in a way that is sustainable, that's not overly restrictive, that allows for flexibility, that fits into your day-to-day life, Otherwise, you're not going to be able to do it for two years straight, right? And I hope that makes sense. So I know no one likes to hear that. Everyone wants to hear, oh, I'm going to lose uh, 50 pounds in three months and then life is going to be great. If you are not doing this in a sustainable way and building habits around your goal that you can maintain, you're not going to lose the weight and keep it off long term. And I will keep harping on that forever. And I will never change my uh, my story because it's just how it works. Now, I think people get a little bit confused when we're talking about this sort of stuff because they are so focused on weight loss. They're focused on the emotional connection they have to their weight that they get overwhelmed by that. They want the quick result. And I understand that because I'm, human, I'm a human being and I'm the same way. When I'm trying to do something uh, or accomplish something, I can get blinders and I can get very impatient and I want to see the results uh, as quickly as possible. It's human nature. You're not weird for, for feeling that way. However, if you actually want to keep that result, and this could be a weight loss result, a financial result, um, a relationship result, whatever it is. Um, If you want to be able to keep that result and make it last, you have to build it in a sustainable way. You have to build to that result in a sustainable way because once you get there, you don't want to feel like you just sprinted up a mountain and you're like, oh my God, I can't wait to never sprint up a mountain again, right? You want to feel like you were just going on a nice leisurely walk and you could feel like, oh, I could do this walk forever. That's the huge, that's the difference. Most people, when they're trying to lose weight or they're trying to accomplish a goal, they start sprinting up a mountain, you know? just as fast as they can, and if they make it to the top, which most people don't even make it to their goal because they're working too hard, too fast, and expecting a quick result, most people, even if they do make it to that goal, they're so burnt out and you know tired and sick of the process by the time they get there that they just go the opposite direction. So think of it if they get to the top of the mountain and then they just do a trust fall backwards and roll down the mountain to get to the bottom, right? That's what most people do when they're on uh, some sort of weight loss program. They're drastically cutting carbs. They're drastically cutting calories. They're cutting out all of their favorite foods. Uh, They can do this for, maybe they can do it for three months even. But at the end of it, they're so sick of it that they just abandon it. And because they haven't created any habits, none of this stuff becomes automatic to them. So they just go back to whatever their habits were beforehand. So when I talk about habits, 
all of us have habits to begin with. It's not like this is a new concept to you. It's just when it comes to weight loss, there's a lot of emotion and self-worth attached to it. So you pay more attention to what you're doing when you're trying to lose weight and you want the results quickly. So then all of a sudden, building a habit becomes the hardest thing in the world. Now, building a new habit is definitely really, really hard. But once it's ingrained, it just becomes part of your life. But as far as you know, what you do on a day-to-day basis, I'm sure you have a ton of habits, uh, good or bad, that you currently do that you don't even realize you've built over time. It's just become a part of your life because it makes your life easier or it makes your life more efficient, whatever the reason is. Uh, if you're listening to this, you probably have a job or you've raised kids or you're in a relationship long term or you have a house. There are things you do, habits you build around uh, these things to make them more sustainable, to make them work for you, uh, to be good at them. So a lot of women that I work with, they're, you know, or even and men that I work with, they're great parents, uh, they're great at their job, or, you know, they're in a great marriage, whatever it is, they have a nice house. They're able to accomplish tough things and make things last. They just don't, for some reason, don't believe that they can do it with weight loss. And that self-limiting belief is what leads them to break a lot of these habits in the first place. Uh, so there, there are a lot of uh, layers to this. You know, some people start losing weight in an unsustainable way, and then they can't maintain it, so they go the other way. Some people, you know, will try to do it in a sustainable way at first, but they have this self-limiting uh, belief. They don't know, they don't believe, genuinely believe that they can lose the weight. So as soon as they cross a certain threshold they start to pull back from the process or they start to look for a quicker way. Like, oh, I've lost 10 pounds in three months, but maybe I could lose 15 pounds in two months if I did it this way. And they abandon what's been working and they try to go for something faster uh, and then it doesn't work. And then they can feed that narrative of, well, nothing works and it's, you know, it's not me. It's just that nothing works for me and I'm just meant to be overweight. So, we want to break through a lot of these self-limiting beliefs, and that's a lot of the stuff that I cover with, with my one-on-one clients. But if you're listening to this, I might not know you personally, so I can't help you with that unless we have a conversation. So um, the original question that kind of spurred the topic for this podcast was from Molly, and she was just asking about uh, you know, the concept uh, and my thoughts on breaking bad habits and building good ones that will last. So I think one one aspect of this is first identifying like what it actually is a good habit versus a bad habit and that sounds kind of black and white but for most people they don't even know what a bad habit is or a good habit is they just assume uh, that oh I like to eat dessert that's a bad habit and I should be eating carrots and celery that's a good habit it's not that black and white like eating dessert every night is not a bad habit a bad habit is maybe binge eating every night to where you're going way over your calories, you have, you know, you feel overly full, you feel sick to your stomach, and you're going to bed like that, and then you're waking up the next morning feeling guilty, so you skip breakfast, you skip lunch, you come home, you're starving, and then you binge eat again. Like, that would be a bad habit. But simply the act of having, like, some ice cream every night is not a bad habit. It's just learning, you know, it's more of a um, an individual thing, like what are the bad habits that are causing you to not see a result? Um, but not everything that it involves eating, you know, food you like or having a drink is necessarily a bad habit. There are some things that are just universal bad habits, like smoking cigarettes. We all know that there's no benefit to that. There's no good reason to do it. There's no like, oh, why well, smoke cigarettes? But in moderation, so it's okay. Just it's just bad for you. Just don't do it. 
Um, but when it comes to food, there's a lot more gray area. There's a lot more flexibility there. Um, so I think when you're trying to switch your habits, it's first identifying which habits need work and which habits maybe are, are not urgent that you don't need to change right away. So let's take weight loss, for example. Um, let's say you're someone who, you know, stays up really late uh, watching TV, so then you end up not getting great sleep, you wake up later than you should, so you don't have time to work out in the morning, uh, and then you, you know, you're rushing through the, your, your morning routine, so you're like, oh, I'm just going to skip breakfast, you stop at Starbucks, uh, for lunch you grab something at the vending machine, and then by the time you get home, you're starving, so you don't feel like going to the gym to work out, so then you you know, start snacking in the pantry, you order something out for dinner, uh, you you know, now you're feeling shitty about yourself, you're feeling guilty that you didn't work out today, you didn't eat right, uh, and it's only Tuesday, so you go, all right, well, I'll just start next Monday, and you watch TV again, and then you start the whole cycle all over. There's a lot to break down in there, so you want you don't want to just be black and white and go, well, I can't watch TV anymore, because that's a bad habit. We want to look at the whole, you know, behavior and start just chipping away at these things. So maybe at first it just starts with, you know, going to bed 45 minutes earlier than you're used to. So you normally watch TV until 11.30 at night. You're going to go to bed at like 10.30, 10.45 instead. That could be just enough time to get you to wake up a half hour earlier in the morning and give you enough time to, you know, have a protein shake in the morning instead of stopping at Starbucks. So the first step would be just identifying which habits need work and then implementing a small switch to one of them and starting there. Uh, that is one strategy that you can do that. And I'm going to kind of list out things in no particular order, I'm not saying they have to do all of these things, but uh, you can kind of nitpick at these and see which one applies to you. But for someone in that scenario, which is something that I see a lot, you know, um, maybe not that exact layout of the Netflix and, and staying up late, but I, I meet a lot of people who either skip breakfast or they don't leave themselves enough time in the morning. Uh, they go to work tired. They don't eat lunch. They don't eat breakfast. They eat a lot or they drink a lot at night. They stay up later than they should and they repeat the cycle. So it, it, staying in that sort of uh, world for a, for a minute, we want to just break down you as an individual. What are the habits that are taking away from the goal you want. So again, someone in that situation, again, I've met people like this over and over and over again. I listed out for you their whole day and what it looks like on a regular basis, not to mention the normal stress they have from kids or home or work added on top of all that. And when I ask them, well, what's something you think you can, you know, you need to change? The first thing they'll say is, well, you know, I think I need to drink more water. You know, so not most people are just so detached from their day-to-day -day behavior that they don't even know what to be working on. Because you see someone who's you know drinking too much alcohol, binge eating at night, skipping breakfast, not eating enough protein, uh, not exercising regularly, not getting good sleep, not knowing how to manage stress, and their first uh, suggestion is I should probably drink some more water. You know, 
not that that's bad to drink more water, but we can see there's a lot going on there and drinking more water throughout the day isn't necessarily going to fix all those problems and they're just not ready to confront the bigger issues. So for someone like that, maybe we would start with just drinking a little bit more water every day to get them the confidence to say that, oh, I accomplished a goal and then we can move on to, to the other ones. So another step that you can do is to start implementing small goals that are in line with your big goal uh, and seeing if you can stick to them for at least a week. So um, to think of a, a specific example for that, you know, like I said, uh, drinking more water could be one. Maybe you're just going to say, I'm going to start drinking a glass of water every morning before I have coffee. And you do that for a week. You, you make a check mark on, uh, on a calendar or your iPhone that you did it. And by the end of the week, you feel a lot more confident that you're able to accomplish that goal. And maybe it's time to introduce another one. So I think we only have so many hours in a day. And we all have lives and jobs and, you know, maybe kids and, and stuff like that. So I think, this is my opinion, I think introducing small good habits into your day and making them a priority is a great way to, by virtue of that, break old habits. Because you only have so many hours in a day and there's only so many things you can do in a day. So if you start implementing new, you know, good habits that are in line with your goal, you're eventually going to start to, and you're prioritizing them, which is important, you're eventually going to start to just break some of these older habits that aren't in line with your goal. So, for example, if you tell yourself, oh, I, you know, let's say you drink wine every night, and you know when you drink wine, it leads to snacking, you know, you get worse sleep that night, and then, you know, we repeat that cycle that we talked about. Let's say you start by just going, all right, I'm going to have... Uh, you know, I'm going to have tea every night. Like every night after after uh, dinner, I'm going to have like uh, a cup of tea and I'm going to have a snack with it, right? And that kind of replaces drinking wine. Let's just say, for example, that's what you start doing. You start doing that enough times throughout the day. Like when you're not tipsy at night, you're going to go, you're probably going to go to bed a little earlier. You're probably not going to, you know, munch on chocolate chips. You'll probably be more mindful of this, the choices you make. You're going to get better sleep that night. Uh, so then you'll wake up the next morning. You'll feel a little bit better. You have a little bit more energy. And that'll just compound over time. So in that specific example, we like introduced a newer habit uh, of like making tea and having like, like a snack after dinner. And that's replacing drinking alcohol. It's not like you know your entire life is going to change overnight, but compounded over time, it's going to lead to a big thing, uh, lead to a big result. So that is one you know another part of building habits that's super important is implementing small things and watching them compound over time. Making big 180 switches right off the bat is definitely not the way to go. So again, if you're used to stopping at Starbucks every single morning and you tell yourself, I'm not going to go to Starbucks anymore, what's going to happen is after three days, you're just going to want to go to Starbucks. So what you should do instead is still go to Starbucks every morning, but when you're there, switch your order up a little. So instead of getting the 400 calorie drink that has 75 grams of sugar, you're going to switch to you know uh, something that's maybe like 30 calories and no sugar. And it's still giving you the caffeine. It's still giving you the um, the act of going to Starbucks, which is part of your day. So it just it doesn't feel that much different. Now, for some people, they're so not ready to start making a change that telling them to just have a different order at Starbucks almost is like asking them to give up their first child. It's fucking crazy sometimes. Uh, but people will say that they want to lose seventy five 
you know, 80 pounds uh, and they want to do it as quickly as possible and you, all you're asking them to do is make a different order at Starbucks and they look at you like you have two heads. Like, what are you talking about? I can't not get this drink. I've been getting it for, for 20 years or whatever. Um, these are these are kind of the self-limiting barriers that people put up. We want to start to identify what are barriers that are actually there and what are some barriers that I'm creating for myself that are not that are not real. Um, for example, the Starbucks order. That's a self-made barrier. Just because you prefer and it's your favorite thing to get the caramel macchiato that's 400 calories and 70 grams of sugar doesn't mean that getting a, you know, cold brew coffee with almond milk is a major sacrifice. Just because you like the taste of sugar better in the morning doesn't mean that you're making a major sacrifice uh, to lose weight. It's not that big of a deal. But for some people, they've created this barrier that they think, oh, I need this drink every morning that they don't even try something new and try to start getting the ball rolling on, on a new thing. Um, you know, again, self-limiting beliefs are a huge deal here. You know, some people put up the barrier of, well, you know, I, I just, I don't like to eat the same thing all of the time, right? Like that's one I hear a lot. I don't like to say eat the same thing all the time. So it's hard to stick to a diet. And then you ask them, well, what do you eat on a regular basis? And they'll list for you, you know, maybe four or five foods. And you, as you de- dig into this conversation with them, you realize they're eating the same things all the time anyway. They're just not paying attention to it, so they don't realize it. They're ordering the same thing from Starbucks every day. They are eating the same breakfast every day. They are eating one of four dinners every every night. They are going to the same two or three restaurants when they eat out and ordering the same one or two meals. The People generally thrive off of habits. There is comfort in routine. People like routine. There's no one I've ever met in my life eats a different dinner every single night, a different lunch every single night, a different breakfast every single morning, or a different lunch every single day, sorry. Um, No one's that creative. No one has fucking time for that. But as soon as people start to try to watch what they eat and eat more protein, all of a sudden they think they need to be like a master chef and have all these recipes on hand. Like I get asked for recipes on a regular basis. Recipes, 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 recipes. Um, and then I just I sometimes ask people, well, like when you're not tracking your food or when you're not trying to lose weight, are you making new recipes every single night? Most people say no. Are you making like really interesting breakfasts or interesting lunches? Probably not. You're probably eating the same lunch every single day. It's just that now that you're losing weight, you think that you need to be like this master chef. Now, making your food taste good is obviously very important. And, you know, it's fun to try new healthy recipes, and I'm not against any of this. But you're setting yourself up to be disappointed by putting this expectation that now that you're tracking your food, you're going to be this person who has all this time on their hands to cook all these interesting recipes when before you told me that you don't have a lot of time during the day. So now what happens is you don't have time to cook all these new, interesting, healthy recipes. So then you tell me that tracking food is just too hard and you start to pull away from it. And it's all because of this self-limiting belief, this, you know, this barrier that you put up that you think you need to be a a master chef because you're trying to lose weight. It doesn't make any sense. You weren't a master chef before you started trying to lose weight. You were eating the same, you know, uh, 
Oscar Mayer turkey sandwich every day for lunch with Cracker Jacks, and you were eating the same English muffin every morning for breakfast before I met you, and now you think you need to be like a master chef. It just doesn't make sense. Most people just put these expectations on themselves that when they're losing weight, they're going to just become this new person overnight who loves to exercise and who loves to cook, even though they didn't like to do this stuff before. So just be more self-aware about this stuff. Be aware of what am I actually doing on a regular basis. And, And if it helps, sometimes it helps to just like write stuff out, like, you know, actually track your day and go, okay, well, you know, what did I eat for breakfast every day this week? What did I eat for lunch? What did I eat for dinner? And you can use like my fitness pal. This is generally what I have clients do when I first meet them. I have them just track their food with no goals, no calorie goals, no protein goals, no guidance. I just want to know what you're regularly eating. What does a normal day look like for you? And at the end of the week, you'll see a lot of the same stuff, a lot of the same patterns, and then you can start to make small changes. So if you're if you're if you're trying to build new habits, especially when it comes to eating, my first step would be actually know what it is you're doing now. Because again, most people mindlessly eat, and they can't. And it's a, a very common saying, right? Oh, I can't even tell you what I had for breakfast yesterday. And that's true for most people. Most people don't know what the hell they're eating on a regular basis because they're doing it mindlessly. They're just grabbing stuff that's convenient or eating stuff out of what? Out of fucking habit. It's a habit that they come downstairs and put the same toast in the oven uh, in the toaster every morning or the same Eggo waffle in the, in the in the oven. Like it, they're just doing this stuff automatically. They don't have to think about it. So if you can implement new habits like eating more protein exercising, working out, these things will become so automatic that you don't fucking think about them anymore. It just takes time. And because you're an adult and you've created a life for yourself, you're stuck in your ways, it's just noticeable and it's a little uncomfortable at first because you're trying new things, so it's noticeable to you. But most people will just have blinders on. They don't realize that on a regular basis, they are eating the same foods. They do have habits anyway. So just identifying what your current habits are and then implementing small ways to make those habits more in line with your goals is probably the best piece of advice I can give you. So first, what are your habits? So again, if you're saying, I want to break my bad habits, you need to actually identify what are your bad habits and how does one behavior lead to another. And the easiest way to do that is, again, stay on the topic of weight loss. Start tracking your food for a week. Just Everything you eat, you have to log it. Log into MyFitnessPal. Even if you're not doing it perfectly, it'll give you an idea of what your behavior looks like. You'll see what times of days are you eating the most food. You know, are, do you tend to skip breakfast? Are you eating, like, very low protein? Are you eating very high fat? Like, whatever it is. Start tracking your food for a week, right? And then from there, realistically look for ways to slightly increase your protein, right? So um, let's say you track food every week uh, for a whole week and you go, wow, I eat all sugar in the morning because I eat a bowl of cereal and I have coffee with creamer. And then for lunch, I eat all fat because I have cheese sticks and nuts. And then uh, I get home, I'm starving. So then I just shovel, you know, more carbs into my mouth. I'm eating Ritz crackers and uh, or tortilla chips or something like that. Then dinner, I just eat whatever, um, and, and I try to make it healthy. So it's like, you know, I cook uh, chicken and vegetables, whatever, and but then I'm still kind of hungry because I haven't eaten all day. And, uh, you know, and then I, I, I do a lot of snacking at night. Now you're going to go, okay, well, what can I do a little bit differently? Okay, I'm going to try adding a protein source at breakfast. And, you know, for most people, this is a great place to start. Find a protein source that you like. 
Uh, it could be anything, eggs, Greek yogurt, uh, even if you want to start with like steak or something like that. If you, that's that's your jam, you want to eat that for breakfast, that's totally cool. Um, or the, even just like a protein shake. So you're going to just start there. Boom, I'm going to have a, a, a source of protein every morning for breakfast for the next week. And that's your first goal for the first week, right? You do that five days in a row, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, high five. That was awesome. And then you could try to implement another habit. So to kind of wrap this up and, and bullet point this, uh, if you're trying to create new habits that are in line with your goal, again, I don't like to use the term like bad and good, just habits that are in line with your goal versus habits that are not in line with your goal. First, you got to identify what your current habits are. Not whether they're good or bad, just what are they? What are you doing on a regular basis? Like, what's what's standing in the way of you working out? What is standing in the way of you eating better? So just kind of list that out. You know, what does your day look like from when you wake up to when you go to bed? And figure out where are you spending most of your time? What time are you kind of spending on things that, are you spending too much time on things that are detracting from your goal? Is that time you can realistically spend on something that is in line with your goal? Uh, for example, if you wake up early in the morning and you sit in front of the TV and watch the news for an hour, uh, that is an easy layup. That is time you could be spending, you know, getting a workout in or getting your steps in. You want to watch the news on the treadmill? Fucking go for it. But, like, if you're someone who does that, you could be spending that time more wisely towards your goal. And be very honest with yourself. Are you someone who's just not in a position yet? Are you not in a mental space where you even want to make change? Because if you watch the news every morning with a cup of coffee, and I tell you you should probably use that time towards getting a 30-minute workout in because you want to lose 75 pounds, and you tell me, well, no, I have to watch the news and drink my coffee every morning, you're obviously not in a good place to or ready to make a change because you're so stuck in your ways and you're not willing to change this one behavior that honestly isn't even benefiting you because there's no fucking reason to watch the news anyway. It's all bad news. Spoiler alert. It's all bad news. <laughs> so for some people, you have to just realize how stubborn you're being that you're really detracting yourself from your goal. If you, if you can identify what your habits are that are holding you back and you're unwilling to change them and you're coming up with excuses why you can't change them, then maybe you're not ready to start working on your goal yet and we need to start even smaller. And I'm not saying that it's hopeless, but it means maybe you just need to start a little smaller. So first, identify what your current habits are then identify a realistic small change that you can make that's more in line with your goals and start dripping little small habits that are in line with your goals week to week. So one habit a week for four weeks. And before you know it, by the end of those four weeks, you probably have ditched three or four bad habits or, sorry, habits that are not in line with your goal. And now we've gotten the ball rolling and now we can start to make bigger changes. But as far as where to start, you have to start by identifying what your current habits are and which habits are in line and which habits are not in line with your goal. And again, a lot of the habits that you have that you think are not in line with your goal are probably not that big of a deal. And you're just using them as a distraction from the bigger picture and the bigger stuff that's going on. So really get in there, really break down your day, what does my day look like? When do I wake up? What do I do You know, between wake up and work? What do I do on my lunch break? What do I do in between work and dinner? What do I do after dinner? You know, What foods am I eating? Uh, keep track of all that stuff for a few days. Get a really realistic view of what your days look like and then start implementing one small new habit a week. And then you can start doing things like tying the good habit to something that you already do. So for example, if you already watch the news in the morning and you're unwilling to break that habit, grab an iPad and 
walk on a treadmill while you watch the news or watch it on your phone while you walk outside you know for for 20 minutes you're attaching a new habit to something you're already doing have an accountability tracker you know have just a, a normal calendar like a normal calendar that you'd put up in your house and you have to mark a check mark on every day that you completed your new good habit and mark an x on the days you skipped so if you're saying i'm going to start drinking uh 20 ounces of water in the morning uh, every new morning that you do that you mark the calendar with a check every morning that you don't you mark an x and sometimes people want to avoid that x so badly that they will implement that new habit just to avoid the x and it's a good place to start so i know i threw a lot at you guys if you have any questions about any of this stuff please reach out i really hope this was helpful like i said none of this stuff is going to change overnight but if you want to lose substantial amount of weight, you have to do it in a sustainable way. You have to build habits so that they are automatic, so that they become things that are non-negotiable that you do. I want to get you to the point where, so the person who says, I wake up every morning, I drink coffee and watch the news, and they say, oh, no, I can't do that. I, I can't skip that. Uh, that's my, my morning routine. I want to get that person to the point in a year from now where they go, I can't skip my morning workout. That's part of my morning routine. If you're the person who stops at Starbucks every morning and drinks a 700-calorie sugar-filled drink um, and you say you're unwilling to break that right now, I want to get that person uh, to the point where in a year from now they're like, oh, no, I have to make sure I wake up at you know 6 a.m. because I need my half hour to cook breakfast because I know I feel better when I eat breakfast. Like Those are the changes that actually matter, and if you're doing those things, you will lose weight along the way. It will become more sustainable, and again, if you can keep that weight off for a year, it becomes a new you know, set point, a new normal for your body, and it drastically decreases the likelihood that you're going to gain it back. So if this was helpful, please share, leave a rating, leave a review, make sure you subscribe so you get all the new episodes. I appreciate you guys so much. And if you have any questions, just read out, reach out to me. I'm happy to answer any of them. You can find me at, at BadgerStrength on Instagram. My website is BadgerStrength.com. And my email address is abadger at BadgerStrength.com.